0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. The title of the series is The Test. How many of you know everything is a test? I don't know who told me that first. I must have been a child when I first heard that, but everything is a test. Not just in school, you know, but you think about, oh, man, school is a great example. you got to get ready for the test. you got to do good on the test. We're going to have a test. I'm going to test you later. I had some classes where they would give pop quizzes. How many of you had pop quizzes before? Some of y'all hated them. Pop quizzes, though, are just basically I need to be in a state of readiness. Life is a pop quiz. Is everybody with me today? Life is a pop quiz. I feel like I'm always presented with something, and it may or may not be new. And here's the problem, though. You keep getting tested in the same area. area. Chances are you may have not passed before. Or maybe you walked away from that test and you got, you got a strong D, a 68. <laughs> that may be okay for you, but that's not okay for me. I want to do better than 68. I'm married. We're believing for children. I have a flock to pastor. I've got dad around. I've got a brother and sister and a niece now and a lovely sister-in-law and a great brother-in-law. I have people around me who are depending on me. I can't just be passing the pop quizzes with a 68. Maybe I'm just talking about me today. I don't know why this is sinking so deeply into my soul, but you need to hear me today. Some of you right now are going through a test, and I believe God is speaking to us on how we can behave ourselves during the test. I never speak condemning words, but if you ever get anything out of a message, man, don't don't be condemned. Be convicted and say, man, God's going to change me in that area. I'm going to do better. God is with me. He's strengthening me. He's speaking to me. This is constructive criticism maybe. A test is a tough time a hard situation, a trial, tribulation, or just a situation. Or sometimes a test can be God is just speaking to you about something. Now people confuse these two words, temptation and test. God Scripture says God doesn't tempt he doesn't tempt us. We're tempted of the devil or our own our own weaknesses, our own struggles. Now I believe that many times we are tested before we are tempted. I believe that. I don't know if you believe that with me, but, for example, there's a guy right now, and they've got him on some major charges. He's a billionaire. I believe his last name is Epstein. He's a billionaire, and you're thinking, why would he be weird like this? Why would he have to do that? The guy, I mean, he could probably have his choice of whatever woman he wanted to marry on the planet. I don't know. Who knows? But they just got him on on sex trafficking charges. And I saw that, and I thought, there's more to it than that. What does that go back to? Well, for a long time now, even 10 years ago, they had him do a plea deal in Florida. I think he lives in the U.S. Virgin Islands. But he was, he, he was messing with minors, messing with young ladies. And it's crazy, because I know before he ever got involved in that, that there was a test for him, and he began failing tests. And I know that as he failed tests and some of the temptation began to overlap and he began to give in to the temptation. This guy would pray on young, late teenage girls, minors, underage, 13, 14, 15. They say maybe 60 charges that they know of. Now, right now, they, they don't have so many charges on it for what they're trying to press toward and get him and get him in trouble with and, and charge him with. But some of these charges of of assaulting minors, basically, and getting them to do crazy stuff. And it was weird because he could have used his power for good. This guy, a billionaire, and he was rich 10 years ago when he got in big trouble. And somehow he did a plea deal, and he wasn't in jail full time, and it was some weird thing in Palm Beach or something. But this guy, man, he could have been helping young ladies who didn't have families, but instead he was preying on them. He would find girls in the foster system and find girls without families, and he'd find young girls who needed somebody. Maybe a father figure is what it sounds like. And he would pray on them. Pray on them. And it's terrible because he had the power to do it. But, man, think about the power you have to change a life as you learn and grow through a test. This This guy, by now, we could be talking about him in a whole different vein, saying, man, Epstein, man, he's... I don't know if he's a Christian, but he loves people and he's helped rescue these people. He, he had the money to rescue people from the sex trade and from sex trafficking. But I believe somewhere along the way, he failed a test. He, God kept allowing him or giving him another test, another test, an opportunity to do better. And he failed, he failed, he failed. And pretty soon he was giving in to temptation. And look where he is now, a billionaire. Well, 10 years ago, he was stamped as a sex offender. But God wasn't done with him. And somebody needs to hear this today. Justice will be served. Don't you worry. If you've been mistreated, you've been taken advantage of, or you've been hurt, or somebody near you, you feel like they need justice, you will see justice in your lifetime, I promise. God's going to take care of you. And God's going to take care of these young ladies. There's all these young ladies coming out of the woodwork saying, yeah, this guy was after me. This guy paid me. This guy did this and that. He mishandled me. Man, everybody has tests. And we've got to learn to pass those tests, or you're going to have to keep repeating first grade. I still, you know how we think in pictures? Everybody, you know how we think in pictures? I remember, I, I still think in pictures, and I remember growing up, Dad's, dad was talking about tests. When I was a kid, I mean, we were at the little barracks, a little bitty church near here, and dad, would, dad gave an example, he said, you would think it strange if a guy was still in first grade, and he's six foot something tall, and he has a huge beard. But that's how we are in the spirit. That's how we are emotionally. That's how we are in our walk with God. When God allows us or gives us a test or a test comes upon us in life, we're tested in a relationship. We're tested with this or that, and we keep failing those tests. Now, this is not a word of condemnation. It may be a word of conviction for you because I'm getting tested right now too. Remember, you're either finishing a test or you're in the midst of a test or you're about to start a test. Is everybody still with me? Some of you are like, oh, glory, I'm still in a test. I just finished one, and the next day another one started. Praise God. Scripture says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from all of them. We may fall seven times, but we get up, man. We get up. We may be a little scraped. We make it. We make it. You're going to do this. You can do this. Sometimes, in the simplest of ways, God speaks to us, and it's a test. And God says, what are you going to do with that? what steps you're going to take. Let's go to Proverbs 17.3 today. Proverbs 17.3, I have no idea when I started. We're going to say 10.35, Okay. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. This came up on Wednesday night. God tests our hearts. It's interesting because fire and heat, have you ever seen the smelting process or when they're burning off the impurities of gold or silver and it's in liquid form? Well, everything has a different boiling point. I believe water's boiling point is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what gold's boiling point is, but it's higher. Everybody in here has a boiling point and you're in a test and God's saying, hey, let's see how you handle it. What's your boiling point? What's your boiling point? What's going to start to get impurities out of your life? What's going to cause you to let go of that habit? What's going to cause you to let go of that? You've been tested and tested. Now you're being tempted, and now you've got to be able to say no to that because you, you were able to pass the test. Now you can pass the temptation. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. I believe God is so righteous and just that many times he tests us long before we are tempted so he can help us out by the time we are tempted. By the time we're tempted, you've been tested in that area. I've seen people, they've been tempted with all kinds of stuff, but that's all it was was a temptation because they said, I've been tested there, and I'm not going there. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there with that money or with that person or that relationship. I'm not going to do that just because I think nobody is looking. And I don't know who this is for, but this reminds me of this billionaire today. I believe everybody has three lives. We have a public life. We have a private life. And we have a secret life. And this man's secret life was awful. I don't think anybody's life is like this gentleman's. That's terrible. I don't think anybody's life is like that in this room. I really don't. But what are we doing in our secret life and our private life? Because our public life is right here. I want one day when I go to heaven, the Lord to tell me, man, your, your public life, it was the same as your private life with your wife. You were the same guy as you were out in public as you were with your wife. And your secret life was just glory to me. Your secret life was seeking me. Your secret life was spending time with me and giving me prayer and worship that nobody else knew about. And it all goes back to the test. The Lord tests the heart. Somebody say amen this morning. All right, hang in there with me. James 1.12. Don't give up yet. James one twelve. James 1.12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Right here in the New Living, it kind of separates them, doesn't it? Not all testing is temptation, that's for sure. Not all, tempting, not all temptation is a test. Many times you've moved beyond the test. Now you're just getting tempted. Afterward, they will receive the crown of what? Of life that God has promised to those who love him. Yeah, those who love him and those who over- overcome. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Patiently endure testing and temptation. Hmm. I believe the test reveals, number one, how we talk. You don't ever want the test to bring this out of you, man, son of a, no, uh, uh-uh. no, we don't want the test to bring that out in us, but the test will reveal how you really talk. I had a month of teaching and preaching to you guys about the power of your words. Say what was the title of the series, and after all that, I did so good, and man, it's crazy. Yesterday, I said, God. You've been testing me in this area, and I'm not doing as good as I should. I saw an area where I've messed up with my words, and it slipped under the radar, and it was, it was out to get me again yesterday. I said, uh-huh, I'm not going to do that anymore, Lord. I said, help me. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to say those things about myself. When you're in a test, it reveals how you talk, how you really talk, what's going on in there. Proverbs 12:13. let's check that out. Look at this. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. We've got to be careful what we say. We spent a whole month on that. Many of you were in there. I would say most of you were in here last month for for several of those, at least one, two, three of the messages on the power of your words. And it's crazy how people go through a test, and they start, have you ever been around someone, or maybe it was you, they start talking crazy when they're going through stuff. You ever met, been around somebody and they're like, man, I don't even know, man. I believe in God, but I don't know if none of this is working. You're like, what? Just because you're going through a test? Can you imagine if Jesus would have given up because it got awful? Scripture says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross you guys some of you are old enough to remember this you remember when email was here before texting and you were getting lots of emails and people would forward you an email I remember the story in an email that someone sent me years ago and someone said Lord the cross you've given me I scripture says take up my cross I got to carry my cross and 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 follow Jesus and, and leave my own life behind and take up my cross and endure and and, Lord, I, my cross is too heavy. My cross is, is, is just too much. And God said, come into this room, and I want you to see all these crosses. I want you to see all these crosses in this room. And the person went in there, and this is just a story, and they said, I don't know if it was a vision or just somebody's story. And they went in and said, oh, my gosh, these, some of these crosses have jagged e- edges. Some are heavier than others. Some are bigger and longer and taller than others. Some are, they seem to be off balance. I don't think I could carry them. And God says, now look at the cross I've given you to carry. It's customized for you. You can, you can carry your cross. You can pass the test. You can be different. You can break the generational curses in your family. You can pass the test. And you can learn to talk right even through tough times. Because I guarantee the test will reveal how you talk. Let's go to Luke 6.45. believe this one came up in last Last month's message, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart, okay? Now, I believe we have some weaknesses and some areas and some dark areas in our heart. I'm not saying you're evil this morning. I'm not. Because I've said some crazy stuff. I have. And it wasn't evil stuff, but it was really dark and negative. Maybe you have too. Maybe it's just me though, right? What you say flows from what is in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what Jesus said. So take inventory like we did last month. What are we saying? Think about last month, what we discussed about the power of your words. How you talk is important. How you respond to the test with your words and what you say is important. Years ago, there was something in psychology called self-talk. And that can just be positive or negative confession. The things you say when you're alone. Scripture says meditate on the word. Well, it means mumble and murmur the word. are you mumbling and murmuring negative things? Because we talk to ourselves some more than others. I I talk to myself all the time. I just don't disagree. They say that's a bad sign if you answer yourself and disagree. Uh, I don't do that. But I I talk to myself all the time. Been married now going on 13 years. 13 years in September. And my wife saw over the years she said, what, baby? Did you say something to me? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just practicing Spanish. Baby, did you say something? Oh, I was practicing German. Baby, what? Oh, I was, I was quoting a scripture, or I was, I was talking something out for tomorrow's message or Wednesday's message. Or I talk to myself a lot. and I don't think it's strange, but you might think it's strange, but I try when I'm talking to myself to be positive. I've, I've focused on that for years, but when I talk about myself to others, I also need to be positive. When I speak about others, I need to be positive, even when I'm going through a test. Are you with me today? Let's move on to point two now. How you treat others is really revealed, and it's very important, during the test. Sometimes we're going through a test, and we push everyone away. I've seen people struggle, and they're, they've, they're being tested, and they isolate themselves. I've seen this my whole life in being a churchgoer, being a church member, being a believer. People are struggling with something, and instead of being part of a small group, or a connect group, or getting connected somewhere, they isolate themselves. And they try and struggle through by by themselves because they're embarrassed or ashamed. But, man, when you're going through the the test, you need to to welcome at least a few people into your circle, people that can help you. You need to learn how to treat others in the test. You need to be kind and loving to others. Let's go to Romans 12.10. Romans 12.10. Love each other with genuine affection. All right? Love each other with genuine affection. Don't be fake. Nobody needs that. We need the real you. We need the real you. Don't be fake in loving people. This says love each other with genuine and real affection. Take delight in honoring each other. How do you honor someone? You give way to them. You put them before yourself. You cannot honor someone without loving them. You've got to treat them with love and respect so that you are honoring them. Take delight in honoring each other. That's Be good to each other. How can I help you, man? Let me pray for you. Let me pray with you. You look nice today. Can I help you? I'm here for you. We're praying for you. We missed you. All of that is taking delight in honoring one another, okay? How you treat each other, how you treat somebody else when you're going through a test. Oh, man, that is so, so, so very important. Make sure you're being kind to people when you're going through the test. I don't know how you are, but there's been times where I've gone through tests and I get irritable and angry. You ever done that? You ever been in a situation where it made you more difficult? And man, it was your test. It was your cross to bear. But all of a sudden, everybody around you is going, dude, what is your problem? What is going on? I'm sorry. I just... You know, I haven't been sleeping, or I'm sorry, I'm just struggling with this, or I've had a pain here, or man, they're giving me a hard time at work, or I'm struggling with this weakness. And some people never say what it is, and that is the beauty of connect groups. I know I keep doing little blurbs about connect groups, but it's really been heavy on my heart. Man, my connect group has been such a blessing to me and the guys that are in it. There's just a few of us in there, and I invited somebody else today. But, man, it's so powerful when you get in a small group and Scripture says you confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. And I believe in a small group setting, you can learn how to treat each other because you can learn about the best and worst of each other and still love each other. I always said that about God. That was the most amazing thing. He's known the worst things about me and still loves me. Same goes with my wife and my family. So how you treat others when you're in a test, practice that. Practice makes better. Make sure you're being kind and sweet to people when you're going through a test. You're going to have some mess-ups, and some of us may struggle with that more than others, but you're going to have some times where you're impatient with people, you're struggling, you may be rough with your words sometimes because you're going through a test. But learn and practice and commit to treating others really good. Treat them well while you're going through the test. I almost said, are there any questions? (laughs) Treat them well when you're going through the test, all right? That's number two. Number three, this is big. This is big. How you take care of yourself during the test. How you take care of yourself during the test. My wife and I were watching a series this weekend, and I saw a guy, he was in a situation where he was stressed out and somebody's life was lost. He worked for a fire department. And he was already struggling in this area. He'd not passed some tests, and he was giving in to temptation now but he was getting addicted to painkillers. And it was crazy because I I saw him, and it just played out like it does in life. It was a good example of life in the show because the guy had seen someone that died on his watch. There was nothing he could do for this person. He arrived on the scene, and this guy was crushed by by some falling debris or something, and he died. He was an older man. And this guy was so bummed out, when he left the scene, you know what he did? He went and got an injection of that painkiller because he'd been having arm problems. But he went right away to that crutch. When we're going through a test or a trial, we need to make sure that we take care of ourselves properly. We've got to learn to take care of ourselves. And here's why. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6:19. First Corinthians 6:19. What does this say? Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives in you and was given to you by what? God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body take care of your body take care of your body there are some of us in here you say I don't know I'm not no i am not i am not overweight yeah but some of us whether we're chunky or not we're emotional eaters right you say I'm not very chunky though that doesn't matter you can hurt your body and be slim by being an emotional eater some of us what do we do when we're struggling with something we want to eat bad stuff I don't know if you're that way but we've been there it wouldn't look like I'm that way, but I've had seasons where I'm struggling. I'm like, I need some fast food, man, fast. <laughs> I'm going to eat stuff I know I don't need to be eating. My wife may not even need to know about it, and I tell her everything. So I go home, and I go, baby, I had, a, I had that today. She's like, I had food for you here. You know, Come on, baby, take care of yourself. I know, but, you know, whatever. Take care of yourself during the test because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You must honor God with your body because he bought you with a price. Are you still with me? So very important. How many bodies are you going to get in life? And you only get one life, you only get one body. This isn't some science fiction movie where they can take your consciousness and put it in another body or robot body. No, this is your body. This is the one you're going to take. All the way till you get old and you're satisfied with long years and long life and you die. If Jesus has not come back and returned for his people, then you'll pass away and go to heaven. And this will be your body along that road. So how you take care of yourself during the test is of utmost importance. Do your best to take care of yourself. You only get one body. You say, I can get a heart transplant. You ever seen or heard or read or seen in the shows about those heart transplant transplant lists? You don't want to have to get to that point. If you do, then God's going to take care of you. If, if, but Because some people have heart defects and different things, but you don't want to have to be on that list. You want to take care of what God has given you. want to take care of what God has given you. Honor God with your body. You've accepted Jesus. Now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? So take care of yourself. Say, man, I'm not very active. I'm just sitting around. They, There's a claim now. I don't know how the research supports it. There's a claim that says based upon some research, that people who smoke cigarettes and exercise are better off in the long run than those who do nothing and just sit on the couch and watch TV. I don't know if that's true or not, and I'm, I'm sure as heck not promoting cigarettes, okay? But isn't that interesting? You say, man, I just, I'm just not going to be very active. Hey, it can start with a walk, I promise. You look at me and you go, oh, Pastor Matt's always been slim. No, there were seasons where I I didn't do much else but just go for long walks. That's all I felt like doing, and I was going through it. I went for long walks. I tried to take care of myself during the test. A walk can help you even in dusty, deserty hobs, I promise. Go for a walk. Start there. Read an article about a lady who, man, she was in her 50s, and she felt like she was in her 80s or 90s. She was struggling. She was having pain. She was having health issues. She started with walks, and she was in depression. She didn't know what to do with herself. She was a believer like us. And she began to walk, and then she started getting the light in her eyes. She started seeing the sunrise or whatever or the sunset. Whenever her walks would take place, she was like, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to do that again. And the walk turned into more walks and longer walks and eating better and (coughs) and exercising. And guess what? Now she's giving health tips and writing articles and saying, hey, if it worked for me, it can work for you. This is the most energy I've had in my whole life. And she's like in her 50s, late 50s. Isn't that amazing? Take care of yourself. Don't ever use life as an excuse to not take care of yourself. Are you still here? Take care of yourself. It's important. I care. More importantly, God cares and your family cares. They want you here. They want you here. Be active. You say, man, I'm I'm bigger boned than other people. I tend to be chunkier. That doesn't matter. I tend to be skinnier. We get comments for both, don't we? We love God how we are. That's okay. We just need to be active. We're chunky or we're slimmer. That's fine. That's fine. You're beautiful how you are, but you know what? You got to be healthy. Stay active. Eat right. Do things that help your mental health. Do things that help you feel better, man. Do therapeutic activities, if it's basketball, or golf, or walking, or chasing the dogs around the yard. Or maybe I can chase my wife around the yard. Whatever. That's fun. Whatever. Stay active. Stay healthy. All right? I think that was actually in a George Strait song, Check Yes or No, where he chases his wife around or something. How we take care of ourselves is so important. And number four, this one's going to be surprising. I believe the test re- reveals how you play as a team. Sometimes we're in a test like, man, I ain't working with him. I ain't working with her. He's a Man, she's a punk. Man, I'm not working with him. Uh-uh. Interestingly enough, I remember in college, it's true, I wasn't ever a big mouth about it. It always worked out because I just like people. But I remember they're like, Part of your test is going to be a group project. I was like, oh my gosh, a group project. I'm like, I don't want to work with these people. I love them. We're cool in class. But I, I don't want to depend on them. I remember being in college just thinking about that. Y'all know, because huh? you're like, and then you get assigned to a group and you're like, oh no, they're always that. They don't know nothing. <laughs> they, they're never in class. That dude's a baseball player. He's late. He's skipping class. And like, duh, duh, duh. Even if he's just acting and trying to hustle me for answers, oh, no. But I remember I would always make the best of it. I'd be a little frustrated, but I'd get in the group, and I'd start charming people, and I'd start taking charge, and I'd go, who knows how to do this? And it was amazing. There was always somebody who knew how to do something. And sometimes, I didn't try to do this every time. I always worked in a group project. I always did. I always carried my share. But it was amazing. If I was nice enough and genuine enough and actually showed people their value and their worth on the team, and loved them and gave them a chance, there were people that would tell me, Matt, you don't worry about this part. I got it. I'm like, really? Like, no, I got it. I got it. You just keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to do this. I can do that. That kind of problem is not a problem for me. And here I was going, telling friends and family, we got a group project. I'm ready for God to just deal with these people. It's going to be crazy, man. I don't want to work with them. No, man. Go through a test. You got to Still play as a team. Here I am again, back to connect group. Oh, man. I'm going to say this about connect groups. You should either join one or be a part of one. They're so powerful. There's nothing to them. You show up and meet and talk about what we talked about today, talk about Bible verses, talk about problems and solutions, pray together, eat snacks together. But the big thing is me and my connect group, we do this. We just meet together for an hour a week. That's it. Nothing to it. And through the test, it's amazing. My connect group doesn't even know this, but sometimes it's been such a blessing for me, it's held me up when I was going through a test, playing as part of a team. And they think I'm just bringing them a blessing because they're like, oh, it's Pastor Matt. And he, but I let guys talk, and we share, and we talk about the Word, and there's life experience, and they know more than me because they're older than me, most of the guys in my group. and they, Man, but still, we share and we play as part of a team. Look at this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Is that clear enough? You're part of the team. So do your part. Love, encourage, forgive, help, stand with. Remember it frustrated me back in the day. We used to play for years. We played basketball in that gym every week, once or twice a week. And There's one guy in particular, I will not say his name. But I remember this cat, he could play, he could shoot, and it never failed. Almost once a week or every other week, he'd get mad. And if he was on my team, I hated that, because if he'd get frustrated about something, he'd stop playing. I used to want to slap in the back of his head. I'm like, hey, man, we have a chance to do good here. I just want to, and I never did. But, man, it was frustrating. He was one of those players, go through a test, something would happen, and he he wouldn't pass the test, and he, he... He'd just pass the ball. Or he'd be like, just waiting over here. He's not playing anymore because he, he was mad because of the test he went through. Or somebody blocked him and he didn't get a foul. It was always something. I was like, you are such a baby. I'm like, you are so good when you're playing good. But when you're awful and you stop playing, like, you are awful. And I always wanted him on my team because he was a shooter. But, man, he irritated me. Or people, I've seen people back in the day with team sports. We'd be playing and they'd get mad and they'd stop passing. Or they'd get mad, and they'd start getting mad at everybody else, losing their temper. I'm like, we're a team. We're trying to beat them, not beat each other. The goal is not, okay, let's see how we can destroy each other so they beat us. Isn't that frustrating? Same with church, same with work, same with a family or whatever. Going through a test, we need to learn to still play as a team. Pass the ball. Take passes from people. Be kind. Be loving. Be forgiving. Be forgiving. Work it out. Don't just give up. And you know what? When you play as a team and you're going through a test, don't be blaming people either. Don't blame people. People are going to make mistakes around you, but you're going you're to need some grace too. I want you to think about that today. In going through the test, the test reveals, number one, how we talk. It reveals how we treat others. It reveals how we take care of ourselves. So important. And it reveals how we play as a team the test always reveals who we are and what needs work in our lives and i want you to go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today i believe god has spoken to you as our team here at kingsgate church god has spoken to you, you say man well i want to be part of a team or i want to i want to be able to overcome through the test well You start off by accepting Jesus. That's number one. Is there anybody in the house with every head bowed, and eye closed that says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life? Is there anybody at all? Would you raise your hand? You say, I want to accept Jesus. I've never accepted him. I don't know where I'll go if I died. All right. That's very important. I wanted to make sure. So everybody here has accepted Jesus. You are children of the Most High God. Now here's the second part to my call today. If you have just been through a test and you are weary or you are in the big middle of a test, would you raise your hand today? I think that's going to cover a lot of us if we're honest. Say, man, I've been through a test or I'm in a test right now. Wow. I'm going through it, Pastor Matt. Raise your hand. I'm going to give you a moment. Say, man, I'm going through it. I'm going through it right now. I've just been through it, and I want to keep making good decisions. I'm worn out. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I I need you to pray with me. I need my church family to stand around me. Raise your hand if you just passed or been through a test or you're in a test. Good. Good. I want you to stand up first if you raise your hand. Go ahead and stand up right where you are. Go ahead and stand up. God is with you. God is with you. I'm with you. The people around you are with you. If you're going through a test, stand up. There you go. That's most of us in this house. Everybody else, go ahead and stand up as a sign of support, if you would, please. Thank you for your courage today. Where you are, I want you to grab hands. I want you to grab hands right where you are. There you go. God has something special for you, and he is hardening you. He's making your muscles hardened to the test. He's hardening you to affliction and suffering even through the test. They say people who first ride horses, it just about wipes them out when they ride them. But then guess what? Their body hardens. Their muscles harden. They are hardened to the pain of riding the horse or to that new trial, that new test. They, they, they develop endurance in that area. Right where you are, God is hardening you, crystallizing every part of you into something stronger and better that can withstand the test and the fire. You're just going to get better through this. You're going to get better through this. And I know it sounds trite. I think I said this on Wednesday. God has called us to get better, not bitter. Don't let tests embitter you. Don't let tests leave you hurt and broken to where you're like blaming God or blaming people or yourself or too hard on yourself. No, when you go through a test, you get better and decide that today right where you are. I'm going to pray over you. Father, in Jesus' name, we stand up together, we hold hands as a sign of solidarity, God. We're all together in this, Lord. We cannot do it without you. There's families here and uncles and cousins and aunts and grandpas and grandmas and friends and, and Lord, uh, godparents and... godfathers godmothers and neighbors and relatives god and friends and church members and lord we're connected somehow in here in this building today we have common interests we all seek jesus god but but lord we all go through tests as well and i thank you right now lord you're hardening us to the test you're hardening us to affliction and lord we're going to pass tests we're going to pass tests and we'll prepare for the next test cuz god that's what life is and we go through life and we are touched by tests. And, Lord, we're touched by the testing of others, Father. Now, in Jesus' name, Father, I speak life and hope and new expectation over our situation, even in the midst of the test. We will praise you in the test, and we will continue to get answers to our prayers in the test, Father God. I thank you, God, in Jesus' name. I worship you today, God. You're speaking to us. I, it doesn't take a prophet to say this. But I believe some of you in the test have been that close to giving up. That close. And I've been sent here as a messenger, not some glorified, glamorous preacher. No, just a simple messenger today to say, you're going to make it. I'm here. Your church, your fellow church members are here. The body of Christ is here. Those in your connect group are here. Your, those that love the Lord like you are here. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. You say, man, through this test, I was just about ready to just drop this and let it go. No, no do not keep going keep pressing on don't you lay down at the goal line you need to get over and cross that plane into the touchdown area don't ca- someone had a vision about that years ago They said they'd receive the ball believers would receive the ball and they'd lay down wherever they received it they couldn't make it through the test they couldn't get to the goal line or past the goal line that is not you and that's not me you're gonna make it in jesus name now father we thank you for your strength. For your hope, I cast off every spirit of depression or heaviness, lies, fear, any witchcraft curses or word curses spoken against us. God, we are standing up right now. We're going to make it through this test, God. And we thank you, Lord, for tests because we get better, God. We get better, we overcome, we forgive, and we continue to live, God, and prosper, and grow, and change, and transform, and bless people around us, God. I thank you today that we are free, and we're blessed, and we're passing the test, God. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, Everybody said.